baseball play. The Mets win. It's all over. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BDO Radio. Uh, you are listening to Two Men On. I'm your co-host, Scotty Wampler, and on the other end of this receiver, we have the amazing Johnny Holmes. Hello, Johnny. Hello, Scotty. Ready to get this first podcast kicked off. Uh, ready to start talking about the upcoming BDL draft. Uh, Great. We have uh, we have a good show prepared. Um, Lots of content regarding the uh, upcoming video draft scheduled to begin um, next week, January the 3rd, 2008. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at every team and every division, and specifically look at their look at their needs uh, by position. Um, first off, we're going to start with the mighty North Division, and let's kick it off with the defending. Division champion Newmarket Nats. Johnny, what do you got to say about the Nats? Well, I'll tell you, the Nats, uh, they come with it every year. They're, it looks like their philosophy has been hitting, hitting, hitting. Um, they come with a, a solid solid group of um, starting pitchers, and then they just uh, pound your brains in with the hitting. I think they set a few records last year. I don't know. They really um, do. They, 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 always bring the, they always bring the game. Uh, it's, it's a tough team to play uh, week in, week out. Um, just glancing at the roster, I, the primary need to me looks to be probably at second base. Uh, you can make an argument that they're uh, that the team's rotation um, starting to get maybe a little little old. Could need some could need some youth in, injected there. Um, but I, I believe the Nats probably will look at look at either uh, second base or pitching as the draft commences next week. Yeah, I, I see the same thing. Um, second base uh, is probably their only, if you want to call it a weakness. Um, right, right. But I, as I look at their roster and as I've talked to, to Don, um, I, I'm not so sure that they're they're so worried about that position given I, given the talent I'm, they... Sure, I, I'm not so sure they should be. Um, yeah. The, the, the remainder of the batting order is... Frankly, so solid from top to bottom. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that he, that uh, the Nats couldn't simply punt that position for a few years and and still and still be a contender year in and year out. It's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it, it really is solid. Yeah, in uh, with regards to uh, what you had mentioned before, I I can definitely see them uh, looking to pick up uh, one, maybe two quality starters. I mean, I know that they've said in the past that uh, they're they're happy with their their core, and I know right now they're looking for closers, but uh, in this draft coming up, um, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they uh, if they really focus on starters. I think that's probably going to be a theme throughout uh, throughout this entire uh, discussion, as uh, it seems most teams are going to be looking for um, starting pitching. There's not a lot of depth there. You may, you may very well be correct, Johnny. Uh, uh, you, you know there are teams that do 
definitely have other needs beyond pitching, but pitching is so scarce and so hard to come by. Uh, I, I really look for that to be a theme as well. Um, if you want to move on, uh, second-place finisher last year in the division, the Killer Car Company of Anaheim, um, always a perennial contender uh, in the history of the league, um, have always pretty much leaned toward uh, pitching, um, uh, at least uh, at least in the in the last draft specifically, uh, where the team went uh, very very heavily toward pitching. Um, but again, similar uh, to the Nets, the, uh, their their batting order is 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 pretty lethal from top to bottom. Um, they do have a weakness at catcher. Uh, I believe Yadier Molina is set to start the year, unless any changes are made at catcher for the Killer Cars. Um, that might should be their focus. Um, but again, I, I I really I really doubt that they're going to pass up. Pass up more pitching, uh, especially in the first few rounds. What do you think? Well, um, I would probably agree with most of what you said. Uh, in looking at past drafts, uh, the Killer Car Company had um, really, in the beginning, uh, they had a philosophy of, of hitting, hitting, hitting. Uh, they got most of their um, most of their star hitters uh, in that first draft or through trades. Um, right. And then, like you said last year, uh, I, I'm trying to think. It, there may have been a run of five, six, seven straight starting pitchers in that uh, oh, in minor, minor league draft. At least. Um, I can and definitely see. Go ahead. The strategy, I'm sorry, the strategy really worked. Um, and you, you know, you, you had some instant uh, uh, contributors to that team in, in uh, Lyscombe and... and uh, and such, and, and Gallardo, and uh, you know, it's not a bad strategy. Um, I don't know um, as far as their draft position this year goes how well that strategy will work. Um, the draft pool certainly is not quite as it, it is definitely thinner than than last year. Um, and I believe the Killer Cars first pick at um, what is it, Johnny? Thirteen, fourteen in 14, round one. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Um, you know, there's going to be some, some some significant pitching talent off the board by that time. Of course, there still will be plenty there for the taking. Um, but uh, I'm not sure that their strategy won't change a bit this year from last year. Yeah, it's um, it's really wide open. Uh, I can see a couple positions. You mentioned catcher, um, right? The Killer Car Company could use probably some youth at shortstop. Um, Definitely, uh, and maybe a little depth in the outfield, um, but really, I think they're going to go in with. Uh, I think we're going to go in uh, with um, best available, or uh, really focus on um, filling those final final gaps. Um, right. Well, you mentioned um, um, kind of some holes there in the outfield for the team. Uh, that that is certainly true. The uh, uh, Killer Cars roster really is a little bit thin at outfield. Uh, however, when you have uh, when you have guys like Vlad Berkman and Pujols anchoring your offense, it's it's really not a whole lot to worry about. Um, especially for the next couple of years, I, I don't I don't believe that's going to be a primary concern for the Killer Cars. Uh, right. Though I could be wrong. Uh, from uh, a managerial standpoint, um, I'm certainly counting on. 
um, these hitters maintaining, you know, their consistency. Uh, most of them are fairly young, so uh, um, we're going to try to just fill in the pieces as uh, we, we really are just shooting for a title this year. Okay, moving on. The uh, Portsmouth Wallabies are going to come into the 2008 season uh, a little bit uh, shell-shocked from their um, poor performance in 2007 following a um, great campaign in 06 where they brought home the division title and as well as the regular season championship. Um, the Wallabies have really, they really took 07 to to reshape the, the, the roster quite a bit. Um, really, I think, Johnny, their best their best move in the upcoming draft probably is just to take they really need an impact bat uh, beyond Ryan Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are, there are some questions around Ryan Zimmerman right now. I uh, still believe he's going to be a, uh, a good contributor uh, for the future. Peralta uh, really showed some flashes last year. Uh, you really don't know what you're going to get from Millage and Kemp in the, in the coming couple years. Um, the Wallabies just really do need another impact player, another anchor on that roster. I uh, I would probably agree with you. Uh, their bench seems to, uh, when I look at it, uh, not thrill me. That there's there's just not a, a standout guy that can probably you know help them in that respect. Uh, I will say that a lot of their guys had somewhat uh, down years uh, compared to the prior year. That's uh, very true. It is. Um, I can see a guy like McCann. Um, getting a lot better, even though he had 92 RBIs last year. Uh, a guy like uh, Zimmerman maybe reaching that 30 home run uh, plateau. And, and I mean, anytime a guy, a second baseman, goes 20-20, I think there's room for him to improve as well, uh, Ian Kinsler. Right. Um, but there's just not a lot of depth there. And, and they, looking in their, in their minors, I think their strength seems to be in the pitching. Um, it, it certainly is, Johnny, and uh, uh, yeah, that, as, as we've already discussed, that's, that's always a good move. Um, pitching is so scarce, you, you do need to shore that up as best you can um, with your youngsters. Um, you know, he, he still does have Melky Cabrera um, uh, to shore up his outfield while Millage and Kemp kind of season a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he's always but, done, he's one to play matchups so often. Uh, there, there really, yeah. There, there may not be, and I, you know, I, I don't say this to to offend anyone else in in the Black Diamond League. I don't, I don't know that there is a, uh, I don't know that there's a smarter um, matchup to matchup manager than than Brent Lewis um, in in the Black Diamond League. He really does kind of take advantage of of the spots and, and plays. Um, plays differently for for each team and and sets his lineup differently for each team. Um, what I hurts could, him really? Yeah. Go ahead. I, well, I couldn't agree more. I think he gets the most out of out of these players that on paper don't seem to uh, you know thrill you, but um, he gets every ounce out of them. He sure does. And and really, what one of his biggest weaknesses, at least going into '08, I believe, are the question marks. You know, he has. He's taking a flyer on Dallas McPherson. I, I don't really know how that's going to work out. Uh, McPherson's been um, an injury-prone 
uh, an infielder for years, though, uh, of course, contended with Ryan Howard for, for the minor league uh, home run title several years ago. So there's, there's definitely talent there. Uh, and, again, he gambled on Elijah Dukes, which could very well pay in dividends in the future. Um, probably yeah. not going to help him in 08, maybe not in 09. Just kind of depends on, on, on how the situation develops there. Um, really some good young pitchers when, when, you, when you look at it, when you look around. Um, you know, Chad Billingsley, um, Brandon McCarthy, if he can get his stuff together. Um, Clay Meredith probably will develop into a closer in the future. Uh, Scott Olson, again, if he can get his stuff together. But as you did say, Johnny, um, he does have some significant talent in the minor leagues uh, when it comes to his arms. Aiden Hart, uh, Clay Schultz from Boston, and I really can't wait to see what that kid's going to do uh, with his with his big big league future. Uh, yeah, the one thing I'll say about his pitching uh, for for the lot of those those pitchers to all get better at the same time, it's I think it's going to be tough. Um, it will be. It'll be very tough. I, mean, I know he's good at you know finding some talent, <clears throat> but um, there's just been inconsistency there, and I, I can't see all these pitchers working out. No, I, you know if I and again I I, I kind of hate hate to play devil's advocate uh, when it comes to someone else's team, but you know if if I were in charge of the Wallabies. Uh, you know, I would really stack some draft picks. Um, the team needs, um, I, I don't want to say an injection of youth, it really has uh, it really has a good amount of youth already, but it needs, mm-hmm. it needs an injection of impact players. Um, with, with the Wallabies being in kind of a rebuilding mode after a great 06 campaign, I really think the focus should probably fall to to batting. Uh, you you of course this is my perspective, but you should always look towards your your more consistent uh, stat producers when you're rebuilding a franchise. And I, I think he does need to shore up. Um, Lewis does need to shore up his his order his batting order um, before really investing a lot in his rotation, uh, at least more than he already has. But uh, I, I think I, I think he's. I think the Wallabies are, are close to to getting back on track. They they do need a couple key moves. I thought they were a, a little too quiet on the trade market um, in in 07, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, I, I do see good things for them for the team. Um, in they have the been future. rather conservative. I can understand that to a point with with the way things unfolded in 07. Uh, however, like you said. Packaging a number of these guys for really uh, an impact bat, I think, would be uh, their best move, especially considering their ability to find replacement talent and, and really use that. Um, absolutely, where, where they should I, I, probably absolutely. go. I, I have I have no 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 doubt of, of the team's ability to to find those hidden gems. They uh, uh, the management of that team has always been able to do that. Um, what uh, what it needs to do, in my opinion, is just hidden uh, gems. Sh- yeah, exactly. hidden gems. When you talk about hidden gems, I look back to 06, the 06 draft. Uh-huh. This is a guy who drafted Hanley Ramirez in the 27th round of the 06 wow. draft. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was Lewis, was it not? It was. 
uh, Hanley Ramirez. I uh, can't recall um, what he let him go for. Did he did he ship him directly to Bulawayo? I believe he did. Uh, he, may, he may have. I was looking back trying to find that trade. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't recall there. exactly, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. When when you when you look back at the list of talent that the Wallabies have hosted over the years at one point or another, right? I mean, it's it's quite extensive. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know Ramirez and and uh, I believe they had Robbie Cano at one point, and uh, and all these young stars, and and they they the team knows what it's doing. There's no doubt about that. He had a downswing in '07. And I, I really believe that's that's a temporary thing. The Wallabies are a, uh, a quality franchise and uh, great management, and I, and I don't I don't expect to see them uh, in third place in that division for for very long at all. Moving okay. along, the same division, um, finishing up the North. As a matter of fact, we're going to the Amish Brotherhood, the uh, respective <laughs> punching bags of the league, the No Seven. Um, no disrespect to uh, Joe Weish, but uh, Johnny, what do you see from the from the Brotherhood in this in this draft? Wow, uh, in this draft, I could see them going in any direction. Um, they <laughs> they've been extremely conservative, holding on to every young player. I think they may have started with, uh, along with um, picking up players here and there that have fallen to the waiver wire, just trying to rebuild this squad. Um, they were kind of handed uh, last year. Um, they do have some talent, though. Uh, it's all the sitting, all sit mainly sitting in in their minor system. Uh, but I think um, the growing of our uh, minor system from seven to fifteen this year is really going to help them out. I believe you're right, Johnny. Um, and again, looking at at their at their uh, list of prospects, it, it really is. Uh, uh, it really is a team with a bright future. Colby Rasmus, uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, Reed Brignac, and, and etc. Mm -hmm. and, and they they already have some established stars who are who are young and contributing now. Uh, you know, Jared Softlamakia mm -hmm. and uh, Dustin Pedroia there on that roster. Brandon that's, Phillips. Absolutely. And the Brandon team has Phillips. some bright spots. As yeah. as uh, you know, as as poorly as it performed in 07, it, it really does have some some bright spots, and I believe a bright future. Um, as far as the draft goes. <laughs> As you say, it's really all over the board. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that team's best option is just to grab the best, the best player and the best value available at each and every single pick. I agree that that it has. Um, it really just needs that value. Just forget positions in this draft. Go for value. Trade what you can to to try and and and, uh, and help that team become competitive. And um, you know that's 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 really all you can say about the Brotherhood at this point. They just they have a lot of work to do. There's no question about that. But uh, uh, they have the opportunity to to, uh, to make it happen. Yeah, really. This this probably isn't going to be their year, the upcoming 08 season. Uh, but, probably not. <laughs> but I will say, uh, given the talent they have, given um, their opportunity to uh, really grab the best available. Um, I wouldn't be shocked um, if sometime sooner than most people would think um, they could pull off something that you know we'll talk about in uh, in the next segment where the nuts North Portland nuts you know really just dismantled wow. and rebuilt um, with all the talent they had so maybe maybe one of maybe maybe the the greatest single season <laughs> turnover 
turnover, turnaround, rebuilding project I have I have ever witnessed. And, and, and as Johnny said, we're going to get to that in a few moments. When we get the when we hit the South Division preview there. Um, just a, just an unbelievable job by by Ryan Miller uh, with with the North North Portland Nuts. But before we get to that. Um, uh, we'd just like to welcome everybody to the first broadcast of Two Men On, uh, a opening part of BDL Radio. Uh, it can be found at bdlradio.com. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, I am the founder and commissioner of the Black Diamond League, BDL Fantasy Baseball. And um, you know, for a few years, the league, Johnny, has really tried to, to be innovative has really tried to um, take steps to set it, itself apart from any other fantasy league, or at least any other fantasy baseball league um, you can find out there. And uh, I, I think that this this next step um, with with the launch of BDL Radio really represents a, a milestone in, in the history of this organization. And I'm I'm really excited about it. I must say. Yeah, uh, like Scotty was saying, my name is Johnny Holmes. Uh, I've been with the league uh, two years now. Uh, really, from from the beginning of this new new age, where there was a a, ma- a major expansion of the league, and um, uh, at the time we started thinking about uh, larger things. I know last year, uh, let's see, let's go back to '06. It was the first year I uh, I brought to the table maybe of uh, the group of us who who span um, the globe really uh, to try to get right. get together. Um, go see a game, uh, get to know each other, and uh, really, Scotty and I have been talking uh, basically every every day since <laughs> since I joined the league, and uh, well, this is just the next step, you know, we're trying to show people what uh, dedicated fantasy baseball should be, um, and uh, how great it can be, uh, I keep telling them we need to bring a sign uh, to one of these games, one of those large banners it says uh, bdlbaseball.com because I mean I got to give Scotty a lot of credit um, with the website he's put up, um, with the managers he's brought in, uh, the way he's handled all types of situations here. Um, I can only see bright things for our future. I think uh, I think the whole league is uh, is just moving in the right direction. Uh, so. it, it really is a labor of love, Johnny. It's, it's um, I think it's a good thing for every, everyone involved. Um, uh, you know, I, I hear constantly when we when we um, um, welcome new members to the league that it's it's it, you know it's it's the most organized and, and just just the overall the the best fantasy fantasy league they've ever participated in. And, mm-hmm. and you know that that's you know not a uh, that that's that's not a uh, uh, you know a toot for just for league management, um, you know, myself and, and Brent Lewis, who is our co-commissioner, but, um, you know, it, it really is a, it, it speaks volumes for the type of people we have in this league who, who put the time and dedication uh, in necessary to uh, uh, to make it a pleasant experience. And, you know, these other other little things, you know, the website, Extra Innings, our online newspaper, and, and now BDL Radio is just... Uh, you know, it's just it's just one big thank you to to everybody to, uh, for for making this such a, a great place to play fantasy baseball. And I'm again, I'm just really excited to be doing this. Yeah, it's our first step to uh, bring in the BDL to the to the people, to the world. And uh, <laughs> and and I, I'm sure as as we get rolling with this, we'll have uh, uh, more members of the BDL along with us. 
um, I think sometimes uh, to change topics, uh, we all may be a little used to uh, how how well this league is run. Um, so it's something we shouldn't forget. It's something that uh, we need to remind ourselves. Scotty, Brent, um, and even the managers themselves uh, do a great job. Um, we've even had, uh, I mean, how many inquiries have we had in joining this league now? Oh, I, I couldn't I couldn't count. Couldn't even begin to count. It's too many. <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, we have a process of determining um, the best possible managers to come in when, when that need arises, and uh, there's a real sense of consistency uh, with this league and with the with the owners and um, camaraderie. Uh, so going forward, I think we're set. Good deal. Johnny, Stockholm yeah. Vikings. Oh. What can you tell me about the Stockholm Vikings? South Division preview. Here we go. South Division. Draft preview. Well, when I first joined the league, they, uh, they came to me and they said, uh, nobody understands pitching pitching wins and uh, you know I never played head to head before uh, before I was six and well I I he couldn't have been more right in my opinion uh, it's the reason I went out in 07 it's the reason the killer car company went out and <laughs> drafted all those pitchers uh, and you can really see when you have uh, when you have quality starts and you have uh, pitchers like Halliday PV I mean the, the uh, let's see Hudson. Who else is he? Burnett. Uh, Wainwright had right. a good year. Um, these guys just quality every week. Something you can count on. So when you're hitting from week to week goes up and down. Uh, you have your pitching to count on. Uh, as far as his lineup is concerned, uh, he he took a couple big hits um, in his uh, uh, relief pitching. Uh, with uh, Embry only filling in for, for Street. Uh, right. Dempster uh, probably losing the closer role. He's got an aging Rivera, um, injured Chris Ray, injured B.J. Ryan. Um, it, 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 was a, it was a big hit to him. Um, but he's got a lineup and some pitching. Uh, what are your thoughts? Of course, the Vikings uh, narrowly won the, the South Division last year and they they really looking over the roster they, they kind of take the the new market Nats mold or or maybe I should say the Nats takes take the Vikings mold or, or vice versa mm-hmm. but uh, re- regardless they, they're really similar teams with the exception of the Vikings as you say they really concentrate on pitching and, and for good reason um, there there really is not a strong uh, there, there really is not a weakness uh, in, in the Vikings lineup, um, that would that would cause them to to really falter or miss the playoffs. Uh, they would they would really have to have a uh, uh, an incredible series of injuries, I believe, to uh, to fall by the wayside um, right now. Uh, they probably could use a little more tightening up in the outfield, but not much. They picked up Nick Markakis, yeah, um, just a little while ago, and that will probably. You know, I'm just looking at the roster. Maybe take uh, Ty Wigington's place there. Um, of course, he's 1B eligible as well. But mm-hmm. maybe Orlando Cabrera. I'm not sure if he'll remain in the starting lineup. But I'm uh, sure he'll probably play the matchups. Uh, as he probably fits, somewhat. Um, with those guys. Kevin Kazanoff 
you know, maybe a little more seasoning for him, but he, he's going to be an impact player eventually. And, of course, B.J. Upton on that team, and, I mean, what can you say about Upton? It's just, you know, that was a major pickup for the Vikings. But, um, Absolutely. you know, I, I don't know what Absolutely. to say as far as draft-wise other than knowing the Vikings, I'm sure they'll go for pitching, pitching, and more pitching. Once again, uh, that just that is their – that's the team's forte. That is why um, they're former champions. And that, that's why they are perennial uh, title contenders in this league. Yes. I, uh, along with pitching, there are a couple areas I could see them shooting for. Uh, they, don't, they certainly don't have a lot of minor league pitchers out there, and one of them is a reliever. So I, I would definitely True. have to assume they'll work on a lot of starters there. But you have to think B.J. Upton will probably lose his second base eligibility after this year. And uh, you're right about that. that that'll leave Barfield as his only second baseman, uh, along with uh, you know Kuzminoff. And you got to kind of see whether or not he he performs this year. But you need you need some insurance. So I think those two positions will probably factor in as well. I think you're right. And again, no need to really to look back at, at the Vikings' track record. We we know that they 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 target pitching. Yeah. Um, uh, in in bulk, pretty much, and uh, it's just the name of the game in Stockholm. But uh, that's right. As far as the defending champion Falcons go, the defending two-time back-to-back champion Falcons, um, a bit of an enigma when it comes to some moves they made this off-season. Uh, looking at at that roster, you know, pitching is definitely a need um, for that team. Their, their starting lineup is, is, again, quite solid, and they are the defending two-time champions, so uh, no surprise there. Mm-hmm. A little bit old in, in some places. They could use some youth here and there. Um, probably, in my opinion, pitching is the way to go. I, I'm not sure why they traded Supon for for Johnny Damon. I'm really not. Um, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll shore up a little bit of their depth batting-wise. Um I just don't think that, that that team needed Johnny Damon. I just don't. I just, I just don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it's tough to argue with with the Falcons. Um, I mean, I I know back in '06 I counted them out completely. Uh, I even said so on our forum, um, and I probably he probably took it to heart. And uh, um, the guy's got a good team. The, the, what you can say about him is just what you said. Um, the age. Of their of their hitters, uh, he'll be good as long as they keep performing. But uh, um, that's the question. And and with regards to his starting pitchers, um, you have a few marquee names: Chiming Wong, Barry Zito, uh, Joe Blanton. Now um, uh, the two guys at, in New York, Maine and Perez. But um, Perez really really a good addition for the team. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, Perez did have a career year mm-hmm. last season, um, but if he maintains even um, you know two thirds of those numbers, he, he'll definitely contribute. Yes, probably more than, than Jeff Supon would have to the Falcons anyway. So yeah, well, for a guy who likes to pound you with number of starts in a given week, um, I think I'd like to see a little more consistency out of the rest of his staff. Um, True, really. Um, he doesn't seem worried about losing uh, the two uh, pitching ratio categories. 
ERA whip. He just he just continues to pound you, open a win. Wins. He does a, from from top to bottom, relievers and starters. He has currently 17 arms on on his active roster, and that's mm -hmm. uh, you know I I didn't take the time to look at every roster in the league, but I imagine that's that's pro that's probably a league high. Well, uh, I can't think of another team that has 17 arms. On, I can on. think of another one. Oh, you can. <laughs> okay. Well, the Killer Car Company. Um, you know. Do they have that many? We have, let's see, 13 starters. Um, let's say four or five relievers. Granted, oh, not all okay. of them closers, but um, I really realized, you know, we realized that um, to to compete with to compete with them, see a lot of uh, the killer card companies uh, players would get hurt at the end of the year. I have a, a lot of injury risk players, you know, high risk, high reward. You know, they'll right. they'll keep their ratios down. But uh, guys like Harden, Sheets, uh, even Patterson, who I just picked up from the Falcons, um, really need to prove healthy. So I I definitely went out and, and needed the depth there to compete with them. They are the team to beat. Well, you know, so what you want about the Falcons, you, you, on the surface, there, there's seemingly, uh, you know, enough enough to criticize. Um, you know, they, they seemingly do have some holes, not many, but, again, you know, they have proven two different years, back-to-back -back years, um, that they can get it done when it counts. And, uh, you know, they were they were discounted both years. I'm not, I'm not sure which which year they were discounted more. Uh, they were certainly heavy, heavy underdogs in 07 against the Juggernaut Generals, but made waste to that team um, quite easily. So, you know, there's there's really not a lot you can say about the Falcons. Um, that's very warranted at this point. They, they they've proven it twice. Um, regardless of what's on paper, they get it done, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, the one thing I'm curious to see with them is where they're going with this draft. Uh, they traded a majority of their picks away. Um, I, it doesn't appear they, they're really interested in grabbing youth for the future, and that to me is a problem. Um, it is. You know, that'll, that will catch up to the team eventually. Um, um, it was very peculiar to, to see management trade away all those picks in that manner and I, I'm not really sure the motivation there mm -hmm. um, maybe wanting to solidify themselves as as perennial contenders now maybe they're um, saying you can only three-peat once and they're going for it or you know true I mean I mean it, it, it's hard enough to win one head-to-head -head title much less two much less three oh, so yeah. if they can pull that if they can pull that off it, it, it I mean that would just be a feat of feet. They're already in BDL else. history. Oh, they are. That, uh, yeah. No doubt about that. Jolly Jesters, what do you see in their future? What do I see in their future? Uh, see what I see: pitching, pitching, and more pitching. The team, the team needs pitching and needs young pitching, mm -hmm. and it needs young impact bats. I, I, I don't want to pick out a single position. As far as that goes, um, right? They seem to have depth across the board. They, they do have depth, and, and and they do have good impact players now. Uh, a Rod on that team, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, Rios is there, Francois is there, mm -hmm. uh, Carlos Guillen, even Manny um, Ramirez, who people forget about. 
Exactly. I mean, you really do kind of forget his name right now. Um, yep. uh, overall, some, you know, some good good pitching. Um, you know, Dice K, he took last year. Um, Dontrell Willis, now with Detroit. That's an interesting situation. Um, but he really does need to, to kind of get younger and prepare for the future. He's kind of been kind of been wavering there in, in the uh, third-place spot in the division for a while. And uh, it would be nice to see him kind of uh, uh, take off and improve that situation. Yeah, I, the, the best way I can describe what I see on his team is uh, it's just not enough of any one thing. Uh, he's got a lot of good pieces, but they don't seem to fit um, in a way that helps him win weeks, uh, most right. weeks. Uh, he'll be just short here, just short there, or something will happen, um, usually with his pitching, and I guess I would think that's probably where he should start as well. And the enigma of the offseason, oh. the North Portland Nuts. Wow. I mean, what can you say? We've landed so many quality players in the last few months, especially uh, just after the uh, conclusion of the 2007 season. Um, Pudge Rodriguez, uh, Dan Ugla, Johan Santana, uh, Hideki Matsui. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Lackey, uh, Carlos Young. Pugato. I mean, yeah. where do you even start? This guy is going to be an absolute contender in 08. Well, I'll tell you, anyone listening to this right now should immediately uh, bring up a new page and get to our forum. He keeps it fairly regularly updated a look at where this guy started to where his team is at now. And, um, you know, I, I have no idea how he did it. Uh, it's completely different. I, I don't know that there's a single player left on his roster from when he started. I, I, don't, I don't know that there is either, and, and it, it's, it, it is quite amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it is the single best turnaround I think I've ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there, there are names we didn't even mention a few minutes ago. You know, uh, John Lackey and, and 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 your role players uh, Jose Valverde and and uh, good depth Mike Cameron um, mm-hmm. Matsui right it's just it's young I mean the, the, Pat, it's all over Pat Burrell still got Pat, Pat Burrell on that roster and um, in fact I think he may have uh, I think he may have inherited Burrell that might be the single holdover I don't mm. think he was a I don't think he was a nut for the entire duration of uh, of Ryan's uh, time with the team, but uh, well, you know I what? He wasn't I can remember. Man. Wasn't he on your team for a while there? Uh, and then he was he was a general for for some time. Um, he got traded back. He he did. We. That's uh, how uh, much the this general, guy trades. The general, <laughs> the generals, and that's really they're they're pr- prolific trading partners. They mm-hmm. uh, they've they've matched up well over the last year in in, in needs and wants and and um, that that has been a good situation, but. Uh, it's just unbelievable, and I, you know, looking over his roster, draft-wise, I, you know, he, he's definitely trying to win now. I agree. Which, which means that he could use to to get a little younger. He has depleted, practically, his um, his minor league roster. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at. Uh, it looks like there are. Let's see. Is there anyone up here? I I don't know that he has any any prospects at at the moment. I, no. I don't. I don't think that he does. I think he's, he's completely traded everybody away. And I mean, he, he will contend next year. I mean, there's yeah. no, you can't really fault his 
his, uh, his logic there. Uh, but he does need to get younger. He does need to have a good draft. To I don't doubt that he will. I, I don't doubt that he will either. He, he, he's proven to me already that this guy is for real. He's here to play, and he's, he's going to bring it. He will yeah. bring it. Brian, um, from one manager to another, i got to say hats off. Uh, this is a job well done. Um, no doubt. Uh, maybe best on the board. That's all, that's all I can say. There, there's really no one position that he needs to fortify for the future. Mm-hmm. He, he's setting pretty good right now. Again, you know, maybe catcher. Right. Uh, his, his two primary catchers are, are aging. Yeah, so he, um, he, he also picked up Jeff Clement, uh, catcher from Seattle. So we'll see how that uh, that goes for him. No doubt, no doubt. Okay. Um what, I mean, what else do we, what else can we see from the, from the nuts? I mean, do you think? Uh, uh, Let's go back. I, you know, in looking at previous drafts, uh, he's found quite a few uh, gems. Uh, it looks like uh, Pedroia and Garco were picks in '07. Um, they turned out to be uh, uh, high quality. Uh, again, he traded Pedroia, right. so that's no surprise. But. Um, yeah, in, in summation, it's, it's like a lot of teams in the BDL. Um, I could see more pitching. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that is the common thing, uh, as we noted. Okay, uh, Johnny, moving along. Uh, let's enter our trade impact segment. And we're going to take a look at a few trades um, that were made over the last few months and how they may or may not affect uh, the upcoming draft and 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 uh, players that are taken. Uh, one particularly that I wanted to look at, Johnny, yeah, uh, was the uh, West Carthage Heartbreakers trade with the Crawford Cramps recently, where they <coughs> sent Scott Casimir uh, to the Cramps for first baseman Andy LaRoche and outfielder Chris B. Young. And Chris Young, um, kid's going to be good. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to be on record. Um, <laughs> You're really right going. Now. You're stepping out far there, Scott. I'm I'm stepping out on a limb. I I'm 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 going out, uh, taking a shot in the dark, and I'm I'm. You're, you're hearing it here first. Chris Young is going to be an impact player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I think he's already proven that. Um, in '07, you know, he he uh, he kind of surpassed really what uh, what his. Uh, uh, you know, projections were for his what anyone first expected, really. Really, yeah. In, in, you know, his first real full impact year. Except maybe his mama. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, um, he, uh, you know, that's a that's an odd trade. A little bit to figure <laughs> out. Um, I, I don't know. You know, it does fill holes for both teams. Um, you know, uh, Crawford already uh, looks good. Looks really good. Um, playoff caliber team, mm-hmm. and could you could have used the arm? So you know, there's you can't fault him for trading. Um, you know, I can see the need for Scott Cashmere um, for for the cramps. Um, I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure if I would have given up really Laroche and Young both all at the same time. It doesn't surprise me that that uh, that Brian Caskey would do that, and I'm not saying it's a bad move at all. Uh, it definitely fills a need for for the cramps and uh, and uh, thrust them yet again in, into you know uh, further contender status in that that wild wild west division. Oh yeah. Um, um, but I, I, I do think the heartbreakers made out pretty well. 
uh, in, in this deal? Um, I would say so. I would say it gave each team, and not only filled holes, but it helped in what they're doing this coming year. Uh, right. I think uh, Kyle, uh, uh, looking towards uh, more two years down the line, um, and knowing that uh, he's found gems, pitching gems before, um, Brian with uh, uh, a whole surplus of outfielders there, with Bay, Crawford, Wells, Carlos Lee. I mean, it's hard to find playing time for five studs. Um, That's true. So he probably looked around and and thought the best he could do was get the guy who uh, did Casimir lead the league in strikeouts this year. He, um, I don't, I don't believe he led the league. He, he was, he was a K machine. There's no doubt yes. about that. And and you know, I, I would be, I would be happy to welcome Scott Casimir to, to my roster. I mean, that that was. So really, you know, what? I the way I see it, what what better player could he have added to a squad to win this year? Because I think that's his main goal. Um, Sure. You know, it's it's been it's been Brian's goal for you know I, I think a couple seasons now. Mm-hmm. Ever since he really turned turned over that that roster, uh, North Portland style, mm-hmm. Brian was really the first to do it in their league. Uh, it was to that degree. Giving everyone and, the cramps. Uh, oh yeah. Um. But you know that's uh, you know that that does take the pressure off of Brian. Um. Uh. He wasn't really in a position to draft. You know, a, a high impact, possibly 08 impact pitcher in the top half of, of uh, the 08 draft so he, he you know he went out and, and uh, traded for one that will that will surely um, solidify his place as not only a contender in the west but but a contender um, league-wide and uh, I, I think it's good for both teams uh, I really do and, well I'll uh, tell you something Scotty as I look at his roster just now at 129 p.m. Saturday afternoon uh, what are we? December 29th. Looking at his roster, I noticed the Cramps just completed another trade uh, for another uh, major pitching uh, piece to his, his team. Uh, it, Breaking he just, news on BDL Radio. What do you he, got, Johnny? He just acquired Roy Oswald along no. with Manny Para for a package of of young guys and. Uh, uh, pretty good young guys, Homer Bailey, Troy Patton. He should be good, um, you know, as if I'm not stating the obvious there. Drew Stubbs, <laughs> who I don't know that I'm sold on. He's a little light light in the bat for me. And Chad Tracy, who is looking to bounce back. But really this just this just shows, um, you know, what the cramps are, are looking to do again. Um, no doubt about that. I also see that... that, that uh that the uh, East Side Idiots also send a second rounder um, in the 08 draft to uh, to the Cramps. In wow! The field. So, so, uh, that's, uh, a, that's I gotta say, um, Scott's anything but an idiot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I like this trade for the Cramps, uh, especially with what he's doing this year. Uh, that 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 really, man, that uh, that takes care of, of some things for for the Cramps. That you mm-hmm. know, that really. I tell you, we're you know we're this is uh, this is not our our uh, 08 preview show. Uh, we'll be doing that a little later on uh, in the spring. But um, I mean, I, I'm already having 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 visions and almost nightmares of, of having to dissect the West Division. Oh, it's going to be two, crazy in 2008. It's, it's it's I mean, 
it is it is crazy in that division. You have you know three legitimate division contenders. Um, mm-hmm. East side is definitely rebuilding and, and doing a good job. Well, it it uh, looks that way after this last deal. Uh, right. So yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult to say uh, who is better in that division. Uh, so definitely. Moving along on a, in our trade impact segment, the Vikings um, earlier on traded top pitching prospect David Price again to the Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers a common theme in this segment mm-hmm. for Nick Markakis and uh, and. Uh, that, that's another interesting trade. Um, it, very surprising to me uh, on the part of the Vikings. I um, wouldn't have thought um, Mark would, would send such a highly touted pitching prospect hardly for anybody. I'm in um, complete agreement with you. But again, I, I, I suppose you know he, he looked at his roster and, and his desire for a second BDL title in, in four years. And... Um, Weighed the value of Markakis now versus the value of Price in 08, possibly 09, and uh, went for it. Um, there's no secret. Mark is a is a fan of the Baltimore Orioles, so I'm sure that played a role in uh, in him wanting to acquire Markakis. Um, that's, yeah, you know, that's, that's that's another coup for for Kyle Miller in, in the Heartbreakers uh, to me. Uh, you know, he, he's a He's a rebuilding team, and if I'm not mistaken, the Heartbreakers did have the worst record in the league last year. Uh, David Price, yeah. know, while not definitely not um, on the level of, of your of your uh, uh, Joba Chamberlains of the world, uh, absolutely a uh, a good talent uh, should be a solid major league pitcher. I'm I'm not sure what he projects to be. As, as far as in the rotation, I'm, I'm guessing about a number two, uh, given his uh, his college numbers. Mm-hmm. But um, nevertheless, he'll be a, he'll be a solid addition for the Heartbreakers. And, and you know, the, uh, the people go back and forth on uh, on Price. Uh, some say he's the number one. Some say he's the number two. Coming out with his numbers, um, I it looks like a number one, but I just get a feeling. He won't live up. I don't think he was the best pitcher in that draft, personally. Um, I don't personally either. He he may have very well have been the closest to making an impact in the majors. Correct. I think he's more seasoned than um, some of the guys who are going to go in the January draft. However, I do I do not think that his ceiling, David Price's ceiling, is uh, really as high as, as as some of the other names that are that are going to go in the first and second round. Yeah. Of, uh, of the 08 draft, and I'm not going to do any name dropping, but I think we all know who those pitchers are. Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll give you one. I think uh, not not in the draft here, but one who's better than Price, in my opinion, is, is Rick Barcello. Um, right. He's not as close, but uh, I mean, the, the guy's got nasty stuff. Uh, There's no doubt about uh, that. He's been compared to Josh Beckett. Um, he's got such polish for such a young kid, uh, so we'll have to see where that that goes over his first uh, his first minor league year, this coming year. Uh, in looking back to uh, back to the deal, there's, there's two things I look at. Um, Markakis, 
has a real bright future. But looking at that team, I mean, they're dismantling and getting rid of everyone around them. Uh, they, they, they certainly are. It'll be interesting to see what is. Uh, you really wonder about his run production and exactly. his RBI totals with, with what they're doing in Baltimore, tearing that team down. You know, Tejada's gone. Um, you don't, you know, your impact players that you've had for a few years there, mm-hmm. um, they're just not up to snuff anymore. Uh, I don't I don't think Gibbons is going to be much of a contributor uh, in Baltimore anymore. Uh, not that he has been really for a year and a half. Hmm. Um, I, I'm not sure of the future of Brian Roberts on that squad. I, I, I keep hearing that, that they're shopping uh, Brian Roberts, and it wouldn't surprise me to, to see him leave town. Um, Absolutely. So I think it's, it's um, much be hard for fans in Baltimore who have uh, be, you know, become uh, big fans of Brian Roberts. He's a, he's a big fan favorite there in Baltimore, and, and it, it'll be uh, bad to see him leave, but I, I believe that is the ultimate uh, ultimate thing that's going to happen there. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, of what we were talking about earlier, um, going over the Falcons roster, um, the Falcons traded Jeff Supon to, to the Zerkers for Johnny Damon uh, several weeks ago. Right. And... Uh, you know, I don't want to get too repetitious here. We've already kind of touched on this topic a little bit, but um, I'm not sure I like that trade for the Falcons. What is your opinion, Johnny? Really? I mean, I mean different uh, from the perspective of the Falcons. To me, he he falls in line with, with the rest of their pitchers, and uh, he's added Blanton. Um, you know, he's got... A couple high-quality guys, and the rest are are just bangers, for lack of a better word. You know, uh, right. I don't know that Supon there or not there is really going to make a difference. When it comes to the Berserkers, however, uh, you can look at their roster right now and notice they have a plethora of outfielders, and to uh, to get uh, another piece of pitching for uh, an aging aging Yankee, uh, I think that's you know, I'm not a fan of Supon, but it's better than having uh, maybe Damon sit on your bench or, you know. I, I do believe the Berserkers came out ahead in that deal. Um, <coughs> maybe not by a long shot, but definitely um, definitely they, they did come out ahead. Um, you know, Damon's healthy, health is a question mark going into 08, and I don't know how much he's going to contribute probably more than we realize right now um, considering Milky Cabrera probably on his way out of New York in a deal for some rotation help for the Yankees um, especially if they pull off a deal with the Twins for uh, Johan Santana you almost know for certain that uh, Cabrera will be involved in those talks and of course that would create an, a, uh, uh, a need uh, in the outfield for, for Damon to, uh, to play every day if not every day, maybe DH. Of course, then you have the Giambi uh, uh, log jams. So I, I don't know what, what direction the Yankees are going to go as far as Damon, but that, that's, that's kind of the problem to me is that it's just one big question mark. His, his playing time, his health, I just I, I didn't like the deal. Yeah. Segwaying into the East Division draft preview. Uh, defending regular season champion generals, um, 
they have amassed four picks in the first round, so it'll be very interesting to see what direction they go in. Um, yeah, I think I think team, we know what direction the they're team, going in, at least for uh, the first couple. No doubt about that. The um, team really has made no secret uh, of the fact that they are going after pitching with the first couple picks, uh, which they do own. Um, I think that will happen. Um, first base definitely is a need. Um, mm -hmm. They have a kind of a platoon of Mike Jacobs and Stephen Pierce to start the year there. Um, I suspect that won't be a uh, long-term fix, although they do have some nice first-base talent in the minor leagues with uh, Lars Anderson, Kyle Blanks. Um, but I imagine probably before, a couple years away there. Uh, they definitely so. are. I, I imagine before season's end, a stopgap first baseman will find his way to uh, <laughs> I Gotham imagine City. he will. As he, uh, the players, will. the generals usually need, generally usually get. Uh, Funny how that works, Johnny. It is. They, uh, they have an amazing <laughs> ability to, um, you know, wheel and deal. Not just, um, you know, I I wouldn't say they always steal players. Though uh, my original nickname uh, for the generals uh, uh, were the what, what did I call you? Klepto. Uh, Klepto, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his trades were unbelievable. Uh, but not only that, uh, they just specifically fill. Like, you look at his squad, and you see first base. You know he's going to end up with a first baseman that's, you know, playoff team quality. Where he's going to find it, I mean, who knows. But he's just amazing when it comes to, you know, adjusting his roster midseason uh, to really, uh, by the time playoff time comes around, Every year he looks like uh, the eventual champion. Unfortunately, past couple of years uh, hasn't worked out that way. No, and you know that, that that's head-to-head -head fantasy baseball. Um, you can build great teams and uh, and be upset with with relative ease in the playoffs a lot, and that's just you know that's how the, the ball bounces. Um, Seems like we all know that feeling, with the exception of Ern. No doubt. Um, so, again, we go back to the enigma of the Falcons, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, as far as is the first baseman situation there, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's going to be dealt with via trade um, rather than draft. Um, mm. uh, with that said, I, I think it's, it's quite likely you're going to see the Generals focus primarily on pitching. I could see they, that as well. They ended the season without a single pitcher. Uh, in their minor league system, and that's probably the primary um, motivation for them to stock and stack several picks at the top half of the draft um, to acquire uh, quality pitching, and I believe that's, that's what we're going to see from the Generals. From the Berserkers, um, kind of hard to pick. Um, looking at the roster, you, you something that immediately pops out to me is, is a needed shortstop. Um, I don't know if they're brave enough to go in that direction in the draft. They do have a decent shortstop prospect. Um, right now, I don't, I don't know if, uh, if Richard is, is really brave enough to, to let him season long enough without filling that need somewhere else. Johnny? Well, in looking over his roster, it looks very similar um, in the way it's put together 
to the Falcon. Uh, however, with that that hitting that hitting uh, combination, I just don't see aside from maybe you know Hafner and Holiday, um, and and Victor Martinez obviously uh, can't forget about him. But there are there are holes, uh, as you mentioned. Um, you know, shortstop, second base isn't completely sound. Uh, where where Earn has you know legitimate stars at those positions, and um, I, I can definitely see that he's built up his rotation to uh, uh, emulate uh, the Falcons. You know, ground and pound uh, the right. way they they just hammer you with starters. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an adaptation of sorts to uh, the Vikings' focus on pitching. They just have a different uh, philosophy, so to speak. I think we agree there. The Bulldogs are um, not quite as hard to uh, to analyze. Um, their needs probably are at pitcher and second base. I think, of course, Jeff Kent really entrenched there at second base for the moment, though he is getting... Um, getting up there in age a little bit, um, the team could use some some um, top of the rotation starters, or at least one. Um, of course, been very dependent the last couple of years on Carlos Zambrano. Um, Brandon Webb. Brandon Webb was outstanding last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Capiano just hasn't really worked out. Matt Kane is is always. You never know what you're going to get with Matt Cain. Um, I believe he definitely does need to look at that primarily, and then maybe second base um, as, as a secondary focus. Uh, I would agree that uh, his starting pitchers just seem scattered. He's got a couple absolute monsters, and I would include Cain in that group, uh, even though he had some hard luck being on a bad team. Uh, sure. it, when I look at his hitting... Uh, I look at Kevin Euclidus, uh really only playing uh, 13 games there last year. Uh, maybe he doesn't, uh, you know, do that again. And um, with Danny Marte as his only backup there, I could see third base as another place he needs to focus. Absolutely. And you know, traditionally we've seen from the Bulldogs some. Um, I don't know if you want if you say sporadic picks. They've been focused picks. Um, uh, Craig Hunter, the GM there, definitely does seem to have his uh, his favorite players and and, and plays from the, from that sort of pool. Uh, so he, it makes his style of building a team a little difficult to predict when it comes to drafting. Absolutely. Moving on to the Heartbreakers. Um, Kyle Miller there uh, trying to rebuild um, what the rat stockings left behind uh, a year ago. Um, similar to the Brotherhood, there's really no specific position I think he needs over over several others. I'll probably go for value uh, with the Heartbreakers picks and just, and just take the best on the board, Johnny. Uh, I would agree with that. Um, it looks like he's tried to get younger everywhere. I mean, really, if I look across the team, yeah, who do you, who does he have? Contreras? That's, that's older than, what, 24? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, that may be it. Blaylock is 20, late 20s. I mean, um, and then you got Roland on the DL. But 
his entire roster is, is youth. Um, I imagine acquiring just more best available quality uh, that he can package. And uh, similar to, you know, his next stage is similar to the Wallabies and um, the Nuts, the way they package. They're going to need to package uh, the way the Nuts did and the way the Wallabies need to package uh, to get that final or those big bats that um, they'll need to rely on. Absolutely. And speaking of those prospects, Johnny, the league, Black Diamond League, will be expanding from uh, seven uh, minor league players, a roster of seven minor league players, to a total of 15 mm-hmm. uh, with this upcoming draft. What, in your opinion, what what is the direct impact of that? The direct impact. I get to hoard uh, minor leaguers uh, for, <laughs> for my benefit. Now, uh, that seems to be the common uh, <laughs> misconception <laughs> around the league. I do get... Uh, jabbed quite a bit about uh, my love for minor leaguers. Um, I'm just a fan of finding good talent, um, and I think not only for me, but for uh, those teams in need of uh, talent and rebuilding, uh, having 15 stars to choose from, or minors to choose from uh, when uh, looking to deal or when looking to rebuild, it's just immensely uh, important. And, it really uh, will make the, the aspect of, of trading um, much more intricate in this league, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, it, it gives you so many more options, and I believe you're going to see teams dealing more and more from their depth rather than just from their stars, uh, especially when they are negotiating with, with uh, bottom-of-the-barrel teams that are trying to rebuild. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. I really am. I think it's a good direction for the league. It's something that that we had always planned to do, and, and, and uh, I suspect that we uh, will grow the uh, the minor league system even further um, mm-hmm. in another 12 months. I'm not sure how much more beyond that, but... Um, well, uh, you know how I feel. I've, I've been oh. pushing for, uh, you know, I like my guys to go 30-30. I like, uh, I'm looking for my roster to go 30-30, uh, but that's way in the future, um, and uh, we'll see what, what comes next year and uh, we'll build on um, the foundation we have. Right. I think it's a good thing. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I believe most of our league members are incredibly excited about, about the, the uh, no pun intended, the prospect of, of, uh, of uh, being able to host 15 or more uh, youngsters. It, it, mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, it really brings out the... Uh, the uh, the fanboys in us all, I think, and 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 separates separates the uh, the really talented fantasy managers from from the rest of the pack. Um, you know, when you have these guys that are always a step ahead of everyone else in in, in, in scouting uh, new talent, um, that you know it's really going to go a long way toward toward uh, displaying that. And um, I think it's a good thing. I do. Absolutely. West Division preview for the draft. Oh, my. Where do we even begin? This is a crazy division. The surprise champions of 07, NorCal Damage Incorporated. Oh, boy. Surprise West champions. uh, Underdog first-round playoff winners. Um, This team really has some sneaky talent. Uh, It's led by Prince Fielder, of course. Um, He's got young stars like Alex Gordon. Um, his pitching staff has just stars. 
um, and uh, we got to give some credit to the original original founder of this squad, Joe Sock. That we that we do. Um, Joe Beth. Uh, the squad was originally run by Joe Beth Wampler um, of the Jupiter Joe Socks, and uh, she she did build the core of the team that uh, Bill Moran did take over. Um, Although you 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 have to you have to admit Bill has has really uh, gone above and beyond proving his his own worth oh, yeah. as a fantasy manager, uh, picking up uh, picking up a lot of guys. Uh, Hunter Pence for one, it's going to be a great player. Um, mm -hmm. He's been a bulldog. He's been a bulldog when it comes to finding no talent and going after it. He really is a great scout. Uh, yeah. Bill Bill is Bill is a terrific scout, and he is. Uh, similar to the, to the generals, uh, the team has has stacked a lot of their draft picks high, mm -hmm. uh, which is no surprise from Bill. And I, I expect I expect this team to uh, to really contend for for years. And so, um, looking at the roster, you know he has an, they have an immediate need at a catcher, um, which I don't know that they're going to be able to fill quickly without really dealing away something. I think that's going to come via trade. Yeah. I, His outfield I mean, could... Well, having a need to catch on myself, they, I've looked at several options, and you'd be surprised. I I see a lot of guys that are out there, um, you know, major league catchers. I mean, for one year, uh, if that's what you're going for, mm -hmm. um, there's a guy like Kendall out there, and, and they're all... right. It, these are guys that are going to get at bats, and that's really tough to find in the draft. So, very uh, true. That's all I'll add on, on the catcher. Let's front. not forget, as far as as far as the the, the damage go, we'll have Francisco Liriano coming back from absolutely the DL uh, next year. So that that's a that's another wild card in that division. Um, I believe he also has a needed outfield. Um, probably more quality depth there would help him out while some of his youngsters develop. Um, Billy right. Butler. Butler uh, of course, Snyder. Don't know, don't know where Butler really is going to end up as far as position-wise, maybe DH, but uh, definitely as Snyder develops as well. Um, but I don't I don't think that Bill has, has really a lot to worry about. Uh, he, his team is very well-rounded as it is, and he can pretty much just uh, build for depth and uh, Enjoy the next several years. <laughs> the thing I'll note is a lot. One of his uh, main strengths. I think he set a record last year for saves, and um, it, it's looking to me that a couple of his closers uh, aren't in that position any longer. Uh, he's still got Greg in Florida, Sorry in Kansas City, uh, but there's uh, things up in the air in Texas, uh, San Francisco. David Weathers is out in Cincinnati. Um, I don't know that he's going to be as strong there, uh, and he'll need to rely more on starters, which he can. <laughs> Agreed. He can. Definitely. Well, with the with the apparent rise or re-rise of the Crawford Cramps, we're going to move right along to Brian Kasky's team. Um, Absolutely. You know, I had jotted down in my notes that uh, the, the Crams could do well to, to focus on pitching <laughs> in this draft. I'm not so sure that's, that's as much of a need anymore. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he, he really has, has shored up that front and, and uh, looks in great shape for next year, and I, I expect big things from that lineup. And 
And again, similar to Bill, they're, they're kind of similar teams and similar to, to you know to the damage. Uh, Brian just may want to fill holes with his depth in his minor league system. You know, I, I, I don't know that he has one real immediate need. Right. Right. Just a, just an all around uh, just an all around solid team. Uh, Brian has done a great job. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, the impact Chris Carpenter has this year coming back. Definitely. Definitely. That was a big blow for Crawford yeah. last year, and and if if he comes back healthy, and, and along with the with the additions of of um, uh, Oswald and and, and Casimir, it's really going to be a strong strong mm-hmm. and opponent. And his uh, lineup. I mean, you look at these guys; they are stars, and they didn't they didn't perform like that last year. And um, definitely, a guy like Jason Bay, Ernie Wells, Paul Canerco could even improve uh, in terms of their lineup. I could definitely see, uh, looking at the roster, the the stars they have uh, really didn't perform like stars last year. Uh, guys like Bay, Vernon Wells, even Paul Konerko are, are, are bound to have better seasons. Uh, so they're really going to come back strong in OE, in my opinion. Oh, no doubt about that. Another strong contender, uh, a team that's always there in the hunt, uh, at least for the wild card, Wrigleyville Wu. Um, I believe Johnny immediate needs probably at second base and, and on the mound um, with some more arms. Um, you know, looking at um, second baseman on that team, you know, Jose Lopez, Ryan Throt, and um, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I think you know, second basemen are, are hard to come by. Um, I imagine that that uh, that team will focus primarily on pitching early. Um, but I think second base is definitely a uh, a need for that team. Yeah, second base, um, and just overall in their lineup, I could, for my liking, I would like to see them uh, just get some more power. Um, it's really not spread across. I mean, looking at their roster, their leading home run guy, Curtis Granderson, and uh, right. you know, you, that's not something going into the year that you want. Um, so if there's a if there's a big power bat in the draft, I could see that there's uh they dealt a lot of their starting pitching this this off season and uh, I could see them going pitching and, and power in my opinion. Definitely, they do need more power. There's no doubt about that. Um, I suspect that he will unearth a couple gems. Um, John Aikman is is uh, a pretty good scout in his own right. Uh, I expect him to come up with some with some good names late in the draft. Really, um, the rest the rest of the West does seem to be uh, getting getting more competition in in the form of Scott Ortmeier mm-hmm. and the East Side Idiots. Um, again, we talked about the the trade just a few minutes ago, um, where the Idiots acquired uh, some youth. Um, looks primarily like Homer Bailey of the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he did deal Roy Oswalt, but if his goal is to get younger, then uh, that was a good deal for the Idiots. And he also has a need at second base, as well as needs, I believe, at at, uh, at pitcher and catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, he could really go, you know, one of several directions. And um, uh, again, I. The theme of the day, I, I would expect him to probably shoot for pitching first. Um, 
if not a little more power himself. Yeah. Um, the power is uh, something I think he can wait on, uh, if, if only for this year. Uh, I don't see him... Uh, I don't want to get into our West preview, but uh, with the other three teams, his hitting is just so old. I don't know... Aside from the Maglio consistency, I don't see another player that really... Uh, maybe Jeter. Again, he's getting old. And, uh, right. He w To me, he would do uh, well um, packaging uh, like he did with Oswalt. And uh, I think that's, that's the right move, uh, getting younger and uh, getting stronger. Uh, I, I definitely don't think we've heard the last move from Eastside um, this offseason. Absolutely not. Um, I believe that they do have some other things up their sleeve, and um, I do expect the, the West to continue to tighten. In another two years, that really might be the uh, the premier <laughs> uh, fantasy baseball league, and you'll find anywhere. And, uh, yeah, the one thing I'll add, uh, included for for the idiots, uh, is. The biggest thing they have, they have a lot of talent. The biggest thing, uh, I think it was wasted last year. And I think as long as he stays active and, and uses that talent and builds, um, that that whole division is going to be, it's going to be ridiculous. It, it really will. It really will. Guys, that does it for our show today. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in for the first broadcast of Two Men On. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Send us your questions by emailing the show at two men on at bdlradio.com that's two men on at bdlradio.com and don't forget my blog dear johnny uh, i'll update it several times a week uh, coming in this new year uh, you could uh, read my latest wisdom at dearjohnny.bdlbaseball.com good deal thanks for tuning in guys listen to the show at bdlradio.com this is two men on and we're out I am a real